Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Hello, I'm Jill, and today we're thinking about our homes as a gift from God. We're asking the question, how do we use our homes, our hospitality, to serve God? And today I have Fiona with me to open the Bible and chat about this. Welcome to the podcast, Fee. I've been to your home and shared a meal with you and many others. You're very capable and I know you enjoy caring for people by showing hospitality. Can you tell us a bit about you and your story? Who modelled hospitality to you? Thanks, Jill. I'm married to Lee, have three children, grandmother of seven and retired from farming in Victoria seven years ago. Well, I grew up watching my grandmother and mother model hospitality and making people feel welcome into their homes. It was not a big deal for me, as I thought it was normal. On the farm, I was the wool classer, so spent the 10 days of shearing working in the wool shed, as well as providing smokos and hot midday meals for six to eight members of our team. The only way I could manage this was by preparing most of the food well beforehand and freezing it. This really helped me learn about food prep and catering for larger groups. Then about 20 years ago, I developed a pituitary tumour and this caused a big shift in my life. And best of all, God really got my attention in a big way. I was a Christian beforehand, but allowed my life to be taken over by the busyness of the world. Following this diagnosis, we both refocused on what was more important, loving and serving God. We changed our farming practices so we became more available to serve through cooking and began our journey with Christian youth and uni student camps. It was such a privilege to see young people grow up these intensive camps and years later to follow their various walks. Scripture Union's book, Ministry to the Interior, Recipes for 50, was a wonderful tool and I will gladly loan it to anybody who wishes to put their toe into camp cooking. What a great ministry. I think we'll have to have you back another time just to talk about camp ministry. I hear in your testimony that being given the gift of life and health, you've been more intentional about how you take up opportunities with people. So I'm interested in asking you the question, How do we know that God wants people to be hospitable? I'm not an overthinker, and if the Bible speaks of something, I accept it. Care through hospitality is shown different stories, like the feeding of the 5,000 or the parable of the Good Samaritan. Yes, those are good examples. One of the Bible passages that I thought of was from Luke chapter 14. Jesus has just been at a dinner at a Pharisee's house and he tells the Pharisees to humble themselves, to take a low place when they go to dinner somewhere. And then he says in verse 12, Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbours. If you do, they might invite you back and so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. That's really a challenge, isn't it, to invite to your home and your table people who are not impressive dinner guests who might not invite you back. 
maybe who make me feel uncomfortable or we don't have a lot in common. I also notice when you give, Jesus says, you will be blessed. Yeah, I saw that too. Jesus is inverting the nature of hospitality, isn't it? He says it's not a gain that you get a return invite or some advantage, but you're trying to give a gift to other people. And God is like the king giving the great banquet. He invites us to come and enjoy his grace. We see this grace flow out as well in Acts with the early church as they start to live as Christians. So in Acts 2, I noticed this verse, the Christians met together, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So there's something distinctive about the early Christians as they met together. They received God's grace. They were saved and they shared that good news as well as their food with other people. So connection between food and sharing of the gospel. And I think we see that again in Acts 16 with the story of Paul and Silas in jail in Philippi and the jailer who was guarding them after the earthquake, he hears their good news about Jesus and he invites Paul and Silas back to his house and he feeds them. So I think he's showing us again that pattern of receiving God's grace and then being gracious to us with whatever we have, sharing it and using it to celebrate the good news with other people. I've been reading a book about extraordinary hospitality, which I'll link in the show notes, and she comments that we all eat two to three meals a day, plus tea and coffee, so sharing any one of these meals with someone is not massively costly but could be a big impact in their life. So Fee, how has God's grace to you flowed over into serving with home and food? God has given me so much, a son who gave his life so that I could have a personal relationship with God. So why wouldn't I demonstrate God's love for me by caring about others and using what he's given me? A lot of my hospitality in these COVID times have been providing meals for people, especially for those in our church and growth group. If I hear of someone ill or just very busy with life, I send a text and offer a meal to help them out. It is my way of saying I care. I have been so blessed by people caring for me in that way. And it is a great joy, isn't it, when you take a meal to someone? Yes. What sort of things might we have to overcome if we're going to be generous with our time, if we're going to have meals together? I guess we can be fearful about having people into our homes, our own space, or worried that we aren't gourmet cooks or even how to cope with their kids. Mm -hmm. I'm keen for visitors to quickly feel relaxed at home. So I find it helpful when families come to show the children where the toys are. And if we have a no-go area, I explain that too. And I show the families where the bathroom is. And it's no use getting out the best china if the family of kids don't want to sit at the table. A barbecue outside is far better. When our house was undergoing major renovations during winter, we entertained in a sunny spot under our carport as our kitchen was in the shed. Even our very unwell neighbour joined us for a meal there. Later on, when he died during COVID, the funeral was very small and they weren't able to have a wake. So I prepared a high tea and left it in an esky at the back door for the family's return. We felt very ineffectual at the time because we couldn't have contact with them, but they appreciated coming home to the special treats. 
I really enjoyed doing that and have been talking to her since about our ministry centre and Mark Drama and looking for other opportunities to show Christ through caring. Recently we had new neighbours move in on the other side and I've made biscuits ready to give to them and hopefully that'll be a conversation starter. Yes, I hope so too. There's a real opportunity in a meal, isn't there, or even something passed over the fence, in time taken to eat together or to prepare something for someone else, to get past the weather conversation and into the more real things of life. It's something that's a bit lost in our culture, our modern culture, fast-paced, to have someone into your home. Uh, It's easy to maybe have a coffee or go to a park, but I think in our homes we do share a bit of who we are a bit of our own private space, something of our family, but it can be a bit confronting because of that. If someone was thinking about sharing meals at home, Fee, what would be your top tips? I find sending an invitation by text works well as it allows people to think about the invitation and not be pressured. I also inquire about diets. That's very helpful to have that sorted. And if you invite someone for a cuppa, Don't get yourself into a knot about what to serve. Cheese and crackers are fine. But I have also sourced homemade slices from the Guildry at Cook Park, which are very nice. That's a good tip. I believe the welcome and the conversation is far more important than the food. And if you're short on toys or games for children, the op shops have plenty. We have a blue plastic tarp and it makes a great slippery slide in summer. And we even lashed out on a basketball hoop, so we have all the ages covered. And another tip is to place all the food on the table and invite people to serve themselves. That way they can eat what they want and there's no waste. And I can be seated so the conversation isn't interrupted by me having to get up. Fee, what's been your best experience or worst experience of hosting people in your home? Not so much in our home, but at a camp. We were going to cook roast chicken, Marylands, for 125 people and found one of the boxes that the meat was totally off. Oh, no. After a moment of panic, we just roasted extra kilograms of potatoes to go with the meagre amount of chicken and everyone was well-fed and happy. It was a good example of it's about the meal and the company, not what you're actually eating. Yes. What do you really enjoy about serving food and hospitality? For me, sharing a meal is about sharing life with those around the table and building friendship. I love how God provides me with so much joy when I do this. There's something Christian about saying, come into my space. I was brought up to share what I have with others and not to make my home an idol. Another thing I like is getting to know children and young people better. If they've been in our home, then it is easier to chat to them at church. For you have a wonderfully relaxed and generous approach with having families, especially with kids. I know that they love the dress-ups. Sometimes when I'm preparing to have people in my home, I can get a bit preoccupied with all of the preparations and forget about the importance of just being with people. What's your reflections on that? I really think it's best to keep everything simple. 
I don't want visitors to focus on the meal I produce, but to enjoy the conversation and time spent with us in our home. Fee, what do you think is our biggest challenge as a church in this area? I think the stages of life that people are at. They are busy with work or children and others are caring for partners or aged parents. So hospitality or sharing their home may be just not on the radar at that time. For those who are able to show hospitality, I just encourage you to keep going with it. We've just got to begin in the way we want to continue. That's right. Making a list of who to invite and what to eat, I find, is a very helpful start. And I love being invited to share a meal in a busy home with unfolded washing on chairs and toys on the floor. That is real life to me and shows hospitality amidst the daily grind. You can always think of lots of reasons not to do this, but in the end, we need to trust God and just do it. It's about the welcome, the conversation, the laughs and the friendships that grow over a relaxed meal. And Romans 12:13 says, practice hospitality. What a good verse to finish on. The first passage we looked at from Luke was about taking the humble seat. So maybe it's also about taking a risk to have a meal when we don't know how it will turn out. I hope you'll keep thinking about sharing hospitality with those you know and perhaps those you don't know so well. And I'll put some books that have been helpful to me in the show notes. Please join us next time on Talk for 12 as we open the Bible on what to do with our time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.